Jingle bells, Batman smells, the MCU is best. My name is Heidi, and I love stories. <laughs> My name is Rory, and I am did laundry last night. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers ahead. ahead. So, not when we're <laughs> recording this, because we're not psychopaths, but when you're hearing this, it is at the very least Christmas Eve! Hey. Merry goodness! <laughs> and we love Christmas at Spoilers Ahead. Yay. So we decided for Christmas to celebrate my favorite franchise. The MCU. MCU. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Aye. to some degree the Marvel Comics Universe. Because yeah. you know what? If you think I can get through this episode without talking about the X-Men. I can't <laughs> get th- through this episode <laughs> without you talking about the X-Men. Wrong. <laughs> now I got some news about the X-Men. They're my favorite in theory. In theory. <laughs> not not in execution. <laughs> yeah. See, I feel like the X-Men is the only way that I can connect with the Star Wars fan bros who mm-hmm. hate Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, the X-Men is my only right. window into that world because I love the X-Men so much and hate so much of the X-Men material. Right. But it's, like, the concept of the X-Men. Yeah, it's like excellent. Like, Glee with, n- but instead of music, superpowers. Yeah. Like, boom, done. Standing. Mm-hmm. All I want is some teenagers crying and <laughs> someone to teleport in and take care of someone's tear with their little tail and just be like, is that flirting? Is it working? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's so cute. I just I just want a bunch it. of dum dums with their little peach fuzz lips oh. and their superhero powers. Oh. <gasps> a skinny colossus. Oh. Yeah, these are the things I think about. So yeah, we're doing Mary MCU Miss. Hey. And we're just gonna be talking about our favorite parts of the Marvel Cinematic and somewhat comics universe for mm. this whole episode. Mm-hmm. And why it's great and why it's important and how everything is the best. Yay. There are other places to get nuanced conversations about what Marvel has done well and what Marvel needs to improve on. (laughs) The key word there. (laughs) Nuance is not my specialty. Is other places. It is Christmas Eve for you. For us, it is a Friday. (laughs) And we are... Friday the 13th. We are giving up bad attitudes for the Sabbath. So here we are <laughs> to love the MCU. Rory? Yes. What is your favorite MCU movie defined as the one that you think is the best? Because we're going <laughs> to we're gonna have to divide this oh, up. Oh, boy. So okay. there's my favorite MCU movie, like the one that just hits my soul that I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's, that, that's my favorite, like, in the way that I have a favorite snack. Right, right. And then there's favorite, the one that I'm like, okay. Favorite meal. Top marks. Yeah. Okay, let me see. Uh, I don't know. I know we've talked about some before. Yeah, you know what? I'm trying to think. We're going to talk about them again, probably. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with either. And there's going to be a lot of eithers, but at least I'm narrowing it down to two. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of movies. Yeah, so in you're my head, I narrowed it down to three. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to say either... Thor Ragnarok or Captain Marvel. Okay. Okay. I respect that. Mm-hmm. I think I am going to say, ooh, it's tough. As like film that really just 
showed up and and brought the heat mm-hmm. i'm gonna say iron man one mm. and here's my logic because it's so incredibly groundbreaking and it still works as a movie yeah like so many groundbreaking movies are like okay but we've gone so far since then right and it's like iron man one is just top marks like still good yeah. um and it really did it, it's also one of the ones that i think really and truly works as a, as a standalone mm-hmm um, whereas like Captain America, the first Avenger kind of works, Black Panther somewhat works mm-hmm. and Thor Ragnarok by far is the best sequel. Hands oh, down. Yeah. Um, cause oh, yeah. he saved that series. Oh my God. Yes. Thor, the dark world. <gasps> well, Natalie Portman came back on the basis yeah. of Taika. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. I just love Taika Waititi. A moment of silence for Taika Waititi. He's not dead. He's just perfect. Okay, moment over. Yep. Yep, 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 yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my favorite is Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. or Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like my heart favorite. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Yeah, but Captain Marvel. Heart Mar- fave. Heart fave, yeah. Heart fave. Which one do you think gets top marks? Because I thought you were doing top marks. Which one's... You said heart fave first. Oh, sorry. Which <laughs> one's top... So my top marks is Iron Man. Oh, Thor Ragnarok is not top marks. <laughs> no, no, no. My t- my, no, my no, 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 no. I think no. top marks is Iron Man 1. Uh-huh. And top marks that is a sequel is definitely Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, favorite in my soul is Captain Marvel or Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And maybe Black Panther, but it depends on yeah. the day. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I'm going to have to go with the first avengers the first that is a great movie Mm -hmm. that one is the one that feels the most like the comic yeah like it feels very balanced Mm -hmm. like some of the avengers movies Mm -hmm. feel like not super balanced they're kind of like uh, equal like unequal weights in like yeah types of scenes Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah, there's totally. like a big clump of like just kind of slow talking scenes and then like one fast like some of yeah. the timing feels a little off in some of them but like that one feels really balanced like yeah a, like a whole meal <laughs> for yeah. some reason and it feels like all the characters got the right amount of screen time yeah. it also feels like all of the avengers fan lore about like what it was like in the tower yeah that you know, scenes that basically we've never seen right. came from the Avengers and like that one scene yeah. in Age of Ultron. And everything yeah. else, we're just like, we ignore that. No, everyone's friends. Yeah. We all get along. We all get along. And I mean, that movie is stunningly good. Mm-hmm. It, like, it's so, it's hard to remember. And it only yeah. came out like not that, not that long ago. But it's hard to remember. I am shocked because apparently Avengers came out when I was in elementary school. Yeah. Yep. No, that's right. Which is feels off, feels wrong. It does, <laughs> but also yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, no, like it didn't come out that long ago, mm-hmm. comparatively, right. and it's hard to remember that like movies didn't used to do that. Yeah, like it is a franchise in the truest sense. Yeah, because it's like it really is building a universe and yeah. just take down those gosh darn chronological order. You should watch it in this order because all the end scenes are are clearly. Uh, publication order yeah so none of the end credit scenes make sense if you watch right, it chronologically right. like if you watch it which would put captain marvel third <laughs> so don't do that don't do that and so many things That's build so up odd with the end scene yeah well and it's like you could skip all the end scenes which honestly i'm okay with like yeah. the idea of oh watch it chronologically but don't watch any of the after yeah. credit scenes i'm like 
it's not great. However, it's I accept fine. I accept your uh, yeah. compromise. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're watching the end credits, you, you got to watch them in, in publication oh, order. Yeah. It's like Narnia that way. Yeah. Oh, look, we fixed it. Oh, look. Captain Marvel's just so good. Oh, and I don't yeah. even think it's like a great movie. It's mm-hmm. just so necessary. Yeah. Like when she tells him, I don't have anything to prove to you. <sighs> so good. My soul ascended oh. into heaven. And all the people who got mad that Nick Fury's eye wasn't lost in some <laughs> tough battle and like, I'm like they made no, Nick Fury so soft. Much. I'm like, that, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. He needed that. He needed that. It also. Like just as I was starting to be like, you know what? Nick Fury's really pissing me off. I need him to go away. And then that movie came out and I'm like. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I see you um, hanging out with the cat. <laughs> so he's just he's just upset because he's got back problems now. Yeah. I understand. I get it. I get it. The other thing is, this is a Heidi only theory. As in, I haven't. I didn't actually steal it from Twitter. Right. I don't think that it would have been like as easy to tell that it wasn't really Nick Fury in Spider-Man: Far From Home. If mm-hmm. we hadn't had Captain Marvel to see what Nick yeah. Fury's like on his days off, yeah. because it was like, oh my gosh, this is definitely not how Nick Fury would talk to a right. teenager. Like this feels really right. weird, and it's like, oh, that's Talos, uh, who has like no yeah. idea how to act like Nick Fury. He's doing oh, a good. Yeah. He's doing yeah. a good job. Um, his wife did a much better job of acting like Maria Hill. <laughs> that's a lie. He had zero doubts. <laughs> yeah, I'm like perfect. Oh, yeah, no, that was very good. So I, I feel like it would have been harder to yeah. tell, like, because I definitely got the, the sense that, like, something is wrong with yeah. Nick Fury in yeah. this movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm I like, was automatically like, something's off with like something, him. Like, when he yells at Peter for not wanting to be a superhero, yeah, I'm, I'm like, like, this feels what? wrong. Nick Fury is very much go home kid all yeah. the time. Yeah, like, go home kid. He benched <laughs> Iron Man because he was too unstable. He's like... You're on a consulting basis. We don't want to deal with your uh, personality. Yeah. <laughs> he he, Mr. Incredible. Then. Yeah. Go home, kid. And I'm just like, honestly, the idea that Nick Fury put Tony Stark on a consultant only basis for the Avengers initiative because he didn't want to deal with Tony Stark's personality. Fat mood. <laughs> That's my whole life. This is my whole ass mood. I'm just like, mm hmm. And Natasha Romanoff being like, yeah, I wrote a report on you. Uh, you're the worst. You're the worst, reportedly, mm-hmm. in my report. Yeah, I really like Iron Man too. Mm-hmm. I know I know that one gets a lot of shade because it starts off real slow and then gets real fast. And I'm like, right. okay, but that is like a respectable structure to do yeah. for a story. Yeah. I, I That is a structure. Yeah, that is a structure. Like, that's also a structure <laughs> we know about. Structure. Like, that. Yeah. that's fine. Plus, I think of that as like the locomotive structure of storytelling yeah. where you like put everything together you load up the story with all of its weight and then you start the train and then it can't stop and it's like that really works for me yeah it's not the only way to tell a story but it is a way a legitimate way and uh, you know chugga 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 problems chugga 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 oh no (laughs) that's all of captain marvel (laughs) chugga 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 oh no and guardians of the galaxy really is just if somebody's like, yeah. I cannot like Marvel, I feel like the only... Bring them there. <laughs> yeah. The only three movies that could convince someone to like Marvel are Iron Man 1, because yeah. it's actually a good movie. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, because it's actually a good movie. Yeah. And like, Daredevil on Netflix. <laughs> that's about <laughs> it. That's all. That's it. Those are... Oh, uh, yeah. If somebody's not hooked by any of those three, 
you're done. You're not a. You're, you're not done. A, you can get out. Daredevil's so good. The other Netflix shows are fine. Jessica Jones season one is perfect, but like, Daredevil's very good. Charlie Cox is so perfect oh. as Matt Murdock. That whole show is so perfect. The name Matt Murdock. For a, a blind Catholic lawyer who beats people up dressed as the devil. I'm sorry. Murdock is like two away from murder. It's like halfway between muck duck and murder. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's called murder and not, not muck duck. And then Daredevil jumps in. What about Murdock? Somehow making it even scarier. Well, there's nothing scarier than not matching. You're welcome. Okay, so here's my thought. Okay. Is the Marvel stuff that has really worked. Mm -hmm. So Thor Ragnarok, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. Daredevil, Jessica Jones season one. Which I do need to give out like a small shout out to Guardians of the Galaxy because I do love that movie as well. I mean, I like all the Marvel movies, but I like, I love that movie. You're allowed to pick favorites. It's fine. Um, And, and Luke Cage and Mm -hmm. to some degree, Captain America, the first Avenger, like the ones that, and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Winter Soldier is so good. Um, As a standalone, there are reasons, but (laughs) like the ones that really work are the ones that are like, okay, we're making this genre film. Yeah. But with superheroes. So like we're making a detective story. Yeah. But instead of him being like, or like a detective lawyer story. Yeah. But he is both the lawyer and like low key vigilante detective. Like Daredevil is one gun away from just being Philip Marlowe. Yeah. (laughs) Like it works. It's perfect. Luke Cage is very much like shot in the hip hop biography story motif. Like Jessica Jones is totally a modern noir. Yeah. It's like she is Lady Philip Marlowe. Yeah. Or Lady Sam Spade. Yeah. More like go. Lady Sam Spade. Yeah, there we go. It's just like having sex, drinking whiskey, making mistakes. <laughs> hey. Sometimes all at the same time. I'm a multitasker. What can I say? Women. Specifically Jessica Jones. So <laughs> it's like the ones yeah, the ones that work are the ones that like embrace the genre that they're working in and then yeah. go, okay, but make it super. But make it super. It's like, that really works. And that's why Glee, but with powers instead of musicals, would be excellent. Give me some millions. I'll make you a good show. Give me a few million dollars. (laughs) That's all I ask. Netflix, you got the money? Yeah. Disney Plus, I know you've got the money. (laughs) You bought everybody. (laughs) You literally bought everybody. Y'all hand me some properties. We're going to make a show. (laughs) But yeah, I I love the MCU so much. It's just so ambitious. Yeah. It's like really getting out there and doing it. But like actually doing it and not like, I see what they were trying to do and it was bad. Or like, I I see the potential, but like they didn't take the idea to its final form. It's like, no, this is a universe. Yeah. Like this is a universe. Yeah, no, it feels like a full-fledged theater theater maui universe (laughs) oh the ttm verse is the very best of them because don't forget that there was a time where okay so some so theater theater maui is the theater company we were both in uh me as a student and then as a director and roy as a student Mm -hmm. for years and so here's an example of the ttm verse i want to see if i can do this all from memory so in the ttm verse during the play annie uh, 
Wizard of Oz is the play that's playing at the Orpheum Theater mm-hmm. and starring as Dorothy is uh, Lena Morelli, Morelli from Bugsy, Bugsy Malone. Malone. After Annie is adopted by Daddy Warbucks, two things happen. First off, she has kids. Second off, <laughs> uh, several of the orphans spread out and become like movers and shakers. Yeah. One of whom takes down the entire Bugsy Malone gang circle because of a lucky resemblance, played by the same actor. <laughs> and then her family moves to Britain where she goes into the like one of her descendants goes into the undertaker business. Meanwhile, Annie Warbucks, great, great, great granddaughter gets trapped in London during a serious outbreak of cholera and has to go underground and change her name so that she doesn't die. The name she chooses is Fagin. And her daughter, Dodger, is played by, wait for it, the actor who played Annie many years before. Uh-huh. That's where we decided that she was related to Annie Warbucks. Yep. And it's like, uh, I'm a Warbucks. I, I can't go by yeah. my name, so I'm going to pick one out of a hat. Yeah. Yeah. And the Artful Dodger is called the Artful Dodger because the Warbucks family has long been fans of the Brooklyn and then Los Angeles oh, Dodgers. Dodgers. And we that really are very good. We really are excellent. We're so good. And this is why... <laughs> When people are like, do you have to be so extra? I'm like, yes, this isn't extra yet. Extra. We could, go, we could do more. We can go deep. You think we can't take this farther? We can. And we will. We can. <laughs> I mean, the only one that isn't like a part of the TTM verse, I think, is Shrek. Because Beauty and the Beast were like, no, no, that's a part of the TTM verse. Yeah. Because it's like. But Shrek was Shrek was a lot kind of like Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where it just kind of like had stuff in there and then it took Everyone's some other here. stuff. It's a DreamWorks, baby. <laughs> DreamWorks, baby. See, when you're working with DreamWorks, you can really do anything. But Disney, Disney makes things interesting. <laughs> yeah. Disney, you like have to be real careful yeah. with the copyright. You do not have to be co- careful with the copyright no. if you're doing DreamWorks. It's like, and then Doctor Who and <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi have a fight yeah. in the forest. Like, that was more just, like, general Easter egg universe. Like, that was, yeah. like, a like a something rotten type. Didn't, is, yeah. well, Despero and Reaper Cheap are fencing yeah. in the middle of a scene. Like, <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> like, the, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, Millennium Falcon. Going across. Going across a sunflower field. Yeah. <laughs> Followed by Nemo and Dory. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, yes. I forgot about that. Mary Poppins chasing yeah. Peter Pan around. We really just threw as much Harry Potter's in there. Frickin' Glinda the Bitch Witch. <laughs> and <laughs> help about covering oh for God. her. Because uh, here's a fun fact in Shrek, there is no Glinda, but we're like, we need to double cast because yeah. this is a you show. So we split uh, all of the Wicked Witch of the West's role into. Good witch, Dude, wicked yeah. witch. And so we made the wicked witch like super nice yeah. and Glinda super bitchy. Yeah. And it was great because we managed to sneak in an actual flipping someone the bird into a kid's show. Yep. It was great. Yeah. And then we made up a hand gesture that was really rude for subsequent shows. Hooray. We're very good at this, guys. We can build universes. We're excellent at this. Marvel, hire us. <laughs> also, I have a thought that we hmm. can add hmm. to the the TTM verse, it's it's post-dating, but we can add yeah. it, is that uh, what's 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 the name of the housekeeper in Oliver? 
Um, oh, uh, Bedwin. Yeah, so Bedwin is uh, in the Woods family. Mm, yep. Like, just yep. A, a member, like a distant a mem- relation. A distant member of the Woods family. Yeah, a <laughs> relation. <laughs> oh. Wait, that means Bet is a relation to Paulette. Of course she is. Nancy's definitely related to Vivian. Mm-hmm. Something went wrong. <laughs> and there was Nancy. I mean, a cousin. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. That's, cousin. Those are more She's distant relations. Cousin. Yeah, those are the... We don't talk about those. We don't talk about Nancy. <laughs> well, if you think Vivian Kensington oh, is yeah. not related to people who currently Na- live in England... Nancy Kensington. <laughs> well, we broke it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if only we had known that we were doing legally blind like if only i could look into the future yeah <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> everything be different <laughs> <laughs> no just for that just so that i could fledge out these ttm well stories y- farther i'm always a huge fan of of uh of backdating and and mm-hmm. that brings us back to the mcu who is constantly writing things back oh, like yeah. remember back when this happened well it turns out that was important <laughs> and we're like you are making this up off the top of your head and I love it. Keep going. <laughs> Keep on going. Tell I me more, John Favreau. Tell me more. I want Tell to know all more. about Spider-Man. Tell me more. My favorite thing is that almost all of the Marvel villains can be traced to directly back to people reacting poorly to Tony Stark. Yeah. Like, my dad and I were talking about it, and it's like, it wouldn't be plausible for him to be an alcoholic the way he was in the comics. Yeah. Like, in the same way. And so we're like, what is Tony Stark's addiction? Because he has one. And it's, uh, he's addicted to being the hero and he's also addicted to his own ego yeah so it's like the narcissist part of tony he literally makes his own enemies like he creates them and i saw this great post that in endgame you can think of it as tony's relapse that kills him yeah like he had five years of sobriety from being the hero and then he relapses yeah and because he hangs out with the bad crowd and dies (laughs) the hero crowd Ugh. (laughs) supers also (laughs) i've i've heard a lot of shade about people not liking that steve went back to peggy and here's the tea on that okay i've heard that too what the hell so the (laughs) thing is is that in agent carter she like dumps steve's blood into the river because nobody deserves captain like nobody deserves to take up the captain america mantle and she doesn't want them to be able to reverse engineer right um the serum yeah and she like falls in love with someone who's like kind of steve's opposite Mm -hmm. and i'm like here's the thing though he comes back after the events of agent carter Mm -hmm. and after all of this happens and so it's like it reminds me of my very favorite anime whose name i will keep redacted so that it's not super spoilery but it's like this idea that if you make all the right choices Mm -hmm. and and suffer for it that you get to have everything that you gave up when you made all the yeah. right choices. Like you made the the choice to give up these things and you, you get to have them back Yeah. after you've chosen the sacrifice, knowing what it will cost. What an excellent spoiler <laughs> alert. That's also like the Christian story. So if mm-hmm. you think I am going to be okay <laughs> with captain America, not getting his happy ending. I'm sorry. Just nope. let him dance. Just it's let so him cute. Just let him be Peggy Carter's husband. Like, after watching Endgame, mm-hmm. and then I watched Captain America, the first Avenger, recently. Oh, he was such a baby. And, like, I did not remember that movie as well as I thought I did. Because mm-hmm. every time they talked about that dance and, like, 
as he's going down how he might not make it to the dance and i'm like oh my god yeah <laughs> marvel <laughs> yeah wow well and just the idea that like at least for me as a as a fan watching it it's like he deserves to have the the good ending like mm-hmm. of all of the heroes he deserves the good ending because you have black widow yeah. who's constantly like throwing people under the bus to survive yeah you have tony stark who's never had to sacrifice anything in his life until yeah. he becomes iron man like you have everybody and then there's steve rogers who's constantly putting himself on the line it's like mm-hmm. the one person who shouldn't Probably. have to sacrifice everything in avengers yeah. endgame is the one person who's always sacrificed everything yeah and like I'm not opposed to Tony Stark making all them good decisions with, like, he yeah, has, of course. he is self-sacrificing, yeah. but Tony Stark, like, makes the sacrifice play at the end. Yeah, yeah. Steve's life Again, is the sacrifice play. Again, heroism. Yeah, he wants, <laughs> like, Steve, like, Tony Stark, even dead, I'm the hero. I can do this. I'll get there. Something like that. Yeah, it's but fine. it's like, he it. still <laughs> wants, to, like, his, yeah. he needs to be idolized. Yeah. And that's not what Steve Rogers ever wanted. Yeah. And so the idea of, like, Captain America couldn't die because then he'd be idolized, and that's the opposite. Yeah. Of what needs to happen, like he needs a happy ending. Plus the I idea, come back an old man. Well, and there is that vision in Age of Ultron where she says the war is over. You can come yeah. home now. Yeah. And my interpretation of that is that because each vision corresponds with the color of one of the Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. which we all know. Yeah, of course. That that was. Like, Wanda was trying to mess with them, uh-huh. but she wasn't. She was just accessing, like, the deep parts of their mind. She wasn't actually, like, putting yeah. anything in there. Yeah. So it's, like, that vision was, when the war is over, you can go home. Yeah. And the war is not against the Nazis. The war is against Thanos. Yeah. Because Hydra was about the Tesseract, which is an Infinity Stone, yes. which is about Thanos. Which so is about Thanos. <laughs> when the war is over is when Thanos is dead and that's when Steve gets to go home. And so he does. And, and the idea of like the soldier finally being able to come home, it's like, yeah, I, I needed that. Yeah. It's (laughs) like, guys, he wasn't home. Like the entire time, ever since he woke up from that, from the ice. And like the the idea, the idea that Bucky would be angry that Steve went home. is like, Oh my Excuse gosh. Me. Yeah. You guys don't under <laughs> Do you think Bucky wouldn't be like, "Yes, Steve, getting some." Hey, <laughs> finally getting some. But also like, you think Bucky wouldn't be like, "Great. My best friend who never had anything he wanted in his whole life, mm-hmm. and right when he had it, like almost had it, it was taken away from him because he was trying to save the world, like yeah. he finally got to have everything he ever wanted, like that is what it means to be somebody's best friend, is yeah. to be stoked that they're happily married and no longer hanging out with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it means. <laughs> That's what it is. And also, like, Bucky and Sam are real real fun, mm-hmm. and Bucky said he'd be with Steve till the end of the line, but the war is over. Yeah. And the Winter Soldier did a lot of damage, uh-huh. and so Bucky's war ain't over. Yeah. But Steve's is, and Bucky deserves to be the hero for a while. Yeah. He, he deserves to be seen as a hero, which I'm so happy he is seen oh. as a hero in Far From Home. Yeah, yeah. I will remember you. And I'm just like, God damn it, Gina Linetti. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bye, Gina. <laughs> it's like, you think she's really dead on Vormir? Bye, Natasha. 
you know what? I don't believe this nonsense that she's really dead. Not for one minute. Uh-uh. I'm a doubting Thomas. And you know what? Until I see her dead cold body in the end credits of Black Widow. <laughs> I will not believe. I do not believe. I get why they okay. We're addressing all the controversies this Mary MCU miss. Of course. Because just as Christmas is a heavy theological time, this is a heavy theological time. What are your feelings on the Black Widow versus Hawkeye cliff scene? I have so many Mm. contradictory feelings I don't even know how to say. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) I think it should have been Natasha. And mm-hmm. I'm angry that it should have been Natasha. But Yeah, I agree. It it ultimately her redemption would be for once the spy doesn't find a way out. Yeah. Like she's always finding a way out. She's yeah. always done that and she's never been the hero. Like yeah. she betrays Tony in Civil War like she fights with the Avengers but there's always this sense of like we're not 100% sure about Natasha and yeah. the only person who's ever been 100% sure about Natasha is Clint yeah and so it's like I feel like it would be difficult for everyone to believe that Natasha given the circumstances had not like told Clint to die yeah but in this case yeah yeah I also saw someone point out that Natasha putting herself as the sacrifice is the first time in the MCU that a woman has made the sacrifice play voluntarily. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is some character growth. (laughs) Well, the the double agent of all double agents has grown so much as a person that she gets to be the one who like, I want this. I am choosing this. And also like realistically, Natasha wants Clint's family back for Clint. Yeah, exactly. Not just for that's her. That's what I was, th- like, that's something I really thought about, too. Yeah. It's like, it had to be Natasha because, that like, yeah, I hmm. love her and she's excellent. And, like, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of Clint. I'm just I not, like, super interested. don't care. <laughs> but, like, it, his family and, like, bringing everybody back for Natasha would be like it would be good and it would be a win and it would be like something important but bringing everybody back for clint would be bringing home his like his family yeah his kids his wife like that's his life yeah he's bringing back his life because he died like yeah hawkeye died when when the blip yeah when the blip happened Um, Hawkeye died and Ronan was born and so the idea that like for Natasha bringing everyone back is the thing like it is the end game any way to do it like that's yeah it's not critical for her that she's there it's not for her it's yeah like she like knowing that everyone came home is more important for Natasha than being there to see it yeah and it's very it's very Captain America is what it felt like a callback to um, yeah, exactly. Very Captain America putting it in the water. Yeah. And so my personal theory is that that is the moment all f- six of the original Avengers uh-huh. by the end are worthy of Molnir. That's my theory. Yeah. And so Captain America, obviously, Thor, yeah. obviously, 
Iron Man when he chooses to yeah. Yeah. save everyone with his snap. Um, Nata- uh, Bruce Banner, like, when he... <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Natasha, but we're getting to her. Yeah. Bruce Banner, when he, you know, also <laughs> chooses to sacrifice, like, possibly yeah. his life by taking the, the gauntlet. Yeah. Um, Clint by letting Natasha go. Like, yeah. Because here's the thing with Clint. He didn't let his family go. Yeah. Like, he never moved on. He never tried to move on. Yeah. He just went on a murder spree. <laughs> he like, just murdered everything. He just went on a murder <laughs> spree. So, like, yeah. for Clint to actually let Natasha go, yeah. to, like, go through that was huge. Yeah. And, you know, then there's Natasha. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the moment that the double agent is, like, nope, nothing is more important yeah. than this. Like, that is very... This is the end game. This... This has to work. Yeah. And the idea that Doctor Strange uh, knew the whole time yeah. that this was how it was going to go. It's like, gosh, I want to like those movies less yeah. because I want to be angry. I want to like them less. But I'm just like, no, that worked. It's, yep. Too good. So good. Too good. It, it's like it's like the Fagin has a gun. Yep. Fagin's gun is Natasha's moral compass. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, turns out. Yeah. And I know that I have no way of confirming that everyone at the end would be worthy of Molnir. But, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. How the heck are Don't you going to argue with Tony Stark being worthy of Molnir by the yeah. end? Yeah. Come on, man. Also, Pepper Potts is totally worthy. Let's just get that right out there. <laughs> Little right Morgan now. already worthy. <laughs> just picks it up. <laughs> Fun fact, Peter Parker is not worthy. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Why? He won't kill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. because war- Mjolnir is a warhammer, it's like yeah. you do have to be willing to kill yeah. people. And so Steve can just pick up that thing and <laughs> whoop. <laughs> Stevie smash. War. <laughs> yep. Nazi punch Nazis in the face. I'm hunting down Hydra. <laughs> that's the bug. Yep, 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 yep. I'm so excited that we got Natalie Portman back. <gasps> My fan cast MCU Jane Bennett is gonna pick up the hammer oh, and no. roll with it. And I'm like real worried about Jane Foster's safety at the same time. <laughs> Anytime I can get Natalie Portman in a movie. I'm stoked because yeah. she's so good. Like, do you know how uh, difficult it was to say any of Padme Amidala's lines? Right, right. They're all so bad. Yeah. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. The exception to the Padme only gets bad lines is so this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. That's enough about Star Wars. <clears throat> I'm real a big fan of Thor's haircuts. They're all great. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also dramatic. And like, I love it when he just thunders up a nice braid beard and just. <laughs> well, I do. I do <laughs> like this. Beard braid. <laughs> well, Shuri takes time to change into Nikes. Yeah. Which makes good sense. Yeah. Sensible shoes for a battle. Exactly. Got to run real fast. Yeah. And Thor takes time to get his hair out of his face. Yeah. And that is honestly the moment where I'm like, this man has been hanging out with Natasha. Oh, yeah. Because. <laughs> This is the kind of thing you do. Yeah. Also, Valkyrie yeah. would have told him, like, yeah. oh, the fact that Valkyrie's king of Asgard, chef's kiss. Perfect. 
I'm real excited for Loki's series and also Falcon yes. and Winter Soldier and also WandaVision. Because you know what? Here's the secret. A hate Scarlet Witch. But the cinematic universe is really making her likable. Uh-huh. So this could go lots of different directions. Heidi, what's your record of the week? <laughs> that you watch Daredevil again because I need someone to talk to about it. Oh, uh, I'm no. kidding. <laughs> I'm not, but that's not my wreck but, of the week. Yeah. You know. Uh, my wreck of the week is gonna have to be enjoying things. Mm. My wreck of the week is taking time away from looking for plot holes and problems in everything and enjoying them for this happen to be related to any this is related to all the people who hate captain america and the winter soldier because clearly dr zola was captured by the americans and somehow he is also at the bottom of the cliff with bucky and i'm like yeah obviously yeah who cares turns out it's a comic book movie turns out so (laughs) superpowers aren't real so my wreck of the week is to unabashedly enjoy things get in touch with some childhood wonder it's christmas freaking eve now is the time to do it yes you know what if you put the cynicism aside like way under the tree Mm -hmm. for just a minute no one will die and in fact, you might even come back alive a little bit. So enjoy some things. It's Christmas yes. Eve. Enjoy things. Enjoy it. Rory, what's your wreck of the week? Uh, Dropkick Murphys. Great. It's banned. It's good. I like it. It's it's kind of okay. It's I'll explain a little bit more. <laughs> that <laughs> like, was a little okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to describe it the way like they describe it on the album thing. Um. Irish, like, it's kind of Irish rhythm punk. Nice. Irish and punk style. It's very, it really speaks to my soul. (laughs) So. I can get behind it. Yeah. And also, um, unrelated, but related to Heidi's point, it is Christmas Eve, which means... I am 16, going, going on 17. 17. <laughs> Rory is so naive. Hey. <laughs> College roommate, student loans, due dates. What will she learn next year? Totally unprepared are you to file your taxes? <laughs> Actually, no. No, I know. I'm Your mom is great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and I'm like, and you know, uh, I have been whining about uh, my student loans. And really, that's all you need to know about yeah. student loans is that they suck. Is that they suck. But yeah, Rory's birthday is tomorrow. I've so I've been practicing budgeting, guys. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm going to heck of it. I'm going to throw this out there. It isn't a wreck. It's just a principle of the universe. Generosity is the best investment you can make. Yes, I'm so excited this Christmas, guys, because I get to spend money on my friends and it's like money and my parents. I'm so excited with all the gifts that I got my parents. Oh. And like I'm just so excited because I like 
spending money and time on people mm-hmm. and giving people gifts. And I finally have like my own money that I worked for and that I also like can get them really cool things that they'll actually like really enjoy and stuff. I'm so excited to find out. I'm this is so selfish. I'm so excited <laughs> to find out what you got me. <laughs> which by the time this comes out, I will know. Which I is hope fun. you'll like it. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll see. You say that every time. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and I also say it every time. It. Um, yeah, and I, I, this year is not a year that I can spend that much money, so it's kind of fun yeah. to have it. It's a fun switcheroo. It's a fun switcheroo. But well, uh, also take into account, I will not be spending any money on anybody for the next decade. <laughs> so this is it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is it. It's going to well, be real good. Remember, I'm going to medical school. <laughs> oh, no, I'm well aware. <laughs> so more like d- two decades. Yeah. No, not 20. It won't be 20 years. It'll probably be 15, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be it'll be good. Depends on where I go. Yeah, <laughs> great point. I'm like city, where I live. Oh, I was thinking like after you're, uh, when you're a resident, you do make more money. Yeah. So it'll be like regular money, not yeah. doctor money. Yeah. Regular money. Regular. It's regular. Regular. Yeah. You know what? I think it's time to uh, jingle bell rock. Just kidding. Roll credits. Our theme song is Downtown Love by Reese from his EP, It's Okay to Be Sad. This podcast is produced and edited by me. Both Rory and I do pre-production by reading and watching and listening to all the things, particularly Marvel. If you're enjoying this podcast, leave us a review on the podcast app or get in touch with us through our Instagram and Twitter, where the handle is on both at spoilers ahead underscore we'd love to hear from you merry christmas at spoilers underscore ahead underscore underscore. thank you sorry (laughs) about that no you're good (laughs) merry mcu miss merry mcu miss merry mcu miss don't pick up any hammers and tell your friends you love them okay bye bye